The doctors here at Midwest Family Wellness are happy to provide this podcast to our viewers, but we do want everyone to understand that the information brought to you is not intended to diagnose or treat. This podcast is to help us spread information to our patients and our viewers. Hi, my name is Kimberly and you're listening to the Spine Whispers podcast. With me today are Dr. Josh Fink, Dr. Matt Fink, and Dr. Brad Maurer. Today's episode is number seven, and it is titled Avocado. All right, Kim, thank you for that wonderful and creative intro. You know that I'm sure is going to be absolutely fantastic. Well done. Well done. Nice. This is episode seven. seven. Mm -hmm. This is our seventh podcast, and um, the feedback that we've been getting, I, I just want to take a minute to say thank you guys. Even if you're fake listening and just spamming the download button and lying to us, we really appreciate it. You know, we, it, it still takes effort. <laughs> you care about our feelings. We appreciate it. It does. We're sensitive souls. It does. It, uh, today I found out that the supreme leader, uh, our boss, is li she listens to them, which I was so grateful to hear. But she, at about 25 minutes, she gets bored. And she goes to the next podcast. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So she's like, well, I should probably go back and listen to the end of those because you guys are <laughs> probably tearing me up. And I'm like, all right. So we'll have to front load a we lot have of a, We have a timer. Yeah. We it's know. Set. It's like with our uh, our video cast that we did. She's like, don't be longer than five minutes. I'm like, oh, do people not like that? She's like, no, I don't like that. I'm like, oh, my God. So anyway, um, today's podcast, uh, the next topic that I had on the list, how do I get my picky kids to eat? And I think that this is uh, something we'll do as much as parents as we will doctors. We'll cover the doctor aspect of it. And then um, I thought we would just go uh, person by person talking about what we've advice we've given patients, and what we have found to work both like personally and professionally. So um, before we do that, I want to take a minute to talk about what what is healthy food? Like what should we strive to get our kids to eat? And what should we not? And in order to do that, I'm just going to talk about the human as a um, biochemical machine. You know, what do we need to come in? What does it get turned into? And so, in general, the stuff that we should be trying to get our, our children to eat is what we call real food. And real food is, is food that is not heavily processed in its more raw state. Now, I, I don't mean digging stuff up out of the ground and eating it, you know. I mean that something that's heavily heated, heavily fried, heavily salted. You know the stuff that I'm talking about. You know, the, either the food that's 100% manufactured, or food that has a lot of manufacturing, gets a lot of bad stuff added to it, and it's designed to taste good. And this becomes the problem, is that children and most adults, they want stuff that really tastes good, but isn't necessarily good for them. Anyway, so the, um, the more processed a food is, uh, in general, this, the better it will taste to the person, but the less nutrient content it has. So that's a pretty good hard and fast rule for parents, you know. Um, what that means is that the foods that are better for kids generally won't taste as good as the foods that are not. And the reason why that is is because they bleach out the sugars. And by bleaching, uh, it means that they make it taste sweeter because they break down the sugars. And this will be the only part of science for this show. After this, will be completely practical. And I want people to understand that your central nervous system runs on sugar. There's fructose, there's galactose, there's, there's sucrose, there's all these different sugars. 
Um, and what they are is, is a unit of energy. Just think of it that way that your body runs on and it has to be broken down. Now, if you have a giant rope made of sugars hooked together, you feed that rope like a giant piece of licorice, but not like an actually healthy piece of licorice, then the child's body, they're between the, the, the stomach and the small intestine, grinds up that piece of licorice, chops it up little bit by little bit, and then ships it off to wherever it goes. And the more processed that piece of licorice, the simpler the sugars, the more chopped up it is, and the easier that that sugar goes into the bloodstream. And what that means is that your body is designed to break down foods and take the sugar out of them. And this is like a 12, 15 point step. It's got a lot of really cool enzymes that have really cool names. And when you bypass that by giving the child something that's sugary, their body can't deal with that. And that sugar goes directly into the bloodstream. It doesn't have the time to process it. So you don't get this slow burn of sugar. And the result is, is completely predictable. It slams into the central nervous system and the brain, causes a change in the way the brain is working, causes the blood sugar to go through the roof and hyperactivity. And then once insulin kicks in, it clears all that sugar out. And it either burns it right away or it stores it as fat. And so then you get this crash and now you've got a lot of unhealthy calories hanging on to your kid's body and they've burned through the other ones. And that is a purely biochemical response. It's got nothing to do with anything other than their body trying to respond to an increase of simple sugar. So the more unprocessed or raw the food is, the harder it is to get the simple sugars out. And that's what we want. That's what your body's used to. The sugar that comes from green beans, you know, the sugar that's buried in a, um, a potato or buried in, a, in an apple, that's the sugar that the human body is used to manufacturing. And when you bypass that, you can't expect good things to happen. So I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. We're not trying to get kids to eat healthy because we're jerks or because um, it's a secret part of the Hippocratic Oath. Like also, you know, get kids to eat healthy. It's because they need that. That's what their body needs to run optimally. And if they're not having that, then we can't expect them to be as healthy as they want. And that, that's what we want. Like we, we want the best for our kids. And so what we're going to do for the rest of the time is talk about how to get these kids to eat foods that are considered healthy. And now that we've understand what healthy foods are and what they are not, we're going to take turns going through this. So let's do these tips. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Dr. Matt, you are going first. So the, one of the things to do is to approach new things, uh, the new things that you would like your child to try, as not a big deal. Like, uh, it's just not a big deal. It's like, just put it on their plate. Hey. They don't ask any questions. Right. They just try it. There's no there's no talk about it. There's mm -hmm. no, like, big don't show to them, do. Yeah. Don't show them your stress. Yeah. Right. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> they know the BDI. You know what I'm saying? Like, calm, hey, try this, cool try this. collected, yeah. So that's one of the things that um, we had pork tenderloin. And we... Okay. We had, we had, we had baked it in the uh, oven. And we had cut it up after it came came. Did out. you sear it on all its sides first, no. and then you put it in the oven? No, I just 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 baked it in a in a casserole dish, a glass casserole dish. Dang, dude! Thanks. And then take it out, cut it up. Eat dinner over there. Yeah, put it on the boys' plates. Didn't say anything to them, hmm. and they ate it. Now, trying to get past them a second time's a little bit of a challenge, right. but like it's not a big deal. You're eating. You're eating something new, but we're not going to discuss it. Just mm. put it right on their plate. You got me beat. I just tell them it's all hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's this? Oh, that's a hot dog. 
You know, what but a three-year-old's like, well, the three -year -old, yeah, he loves hot dogs. Like, I'll take that sin onto myself. Like, he loves hot dogs. What is this? It's a hot dog. Oh, and he just destroys it. What was it? It was a bratwurst. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it was a, a hamburger. But if you're like, oh, this is a, oh, this is a ribeye, he'll be like, well, if this is not a hot dog, I'm not going to eat it. Like, why would you bring me something that isn't a hot dog? You know? So, it's a hot dog, man. And so, like, we'll be over somewhere, and the waitress will be like, okay, and here's his something and i'll be like oh his hot dogs the waitress if she has kids completely understands they don't even flinch they're like oh but if the waitress maybe they don't have kids they're like no sir you didn't order a hot dog you ordered a rib eye and i'm like well take it back <laughs> you know or throw it on one of the other kids yeah. plates you know all right that's a that's a fantastic one you know just don't make a big deal they and dr matt's comment can there's a lot of things with parenting. If you just don't make a big deal out of it, it's going to be okay. Yeah, I think like, I'm going to talk a little bit later about patience and yeah. just not making it a stressful situation because I think as parents, we want our kids to eat healthy. Yeah, they, we understand how important that is. Yeah, and we want to, you know, when they reject that, yeah. it becomes a power struggle and then, yeah. and then everything just goes right. straight down. Like, I don't want to suplex you to get you to eat this, but I will suplex you. Yeah. All right, Dr. Brad, do you have one? So that was a big one. You know, myself, I... I believe I was a bit of a picky eater growing mm -hmm. up, mm -hmm. and but then all of a sudden it, it kind of changed. You know, I can't even tell you when. Probably somewhere in college, like yeah. All of a sudden, like, oh, for me, it was chiropractic school. Once we yeah. started learning this, I'm like, oh god. Yeah, I don't even when I was doing my biochemistry graduate work, and I understood exactly what's going on, I couldn't. I still wasn't eating healthy. Yeah. So uh, one of the other things I was going to talk about, along with the patients, is just because they reject that food the first time. Don't stop trying awesome. because uh, one research article it, it takes an average of about eleven tries. No way for the child to really determine Dude, that's awesome. whether they like it or whether they don't. So I know a lot of times you, you try something a handful of times and you're like okay I'm done I'm right. not gonna try that right. anymore. Eleven's the number I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, now there might you know for me I've tried peas more than eleven times. Right. I still don't like. Still them. hate them. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm the same way with yeah. peanut butter. But but things like sweet potatoes. I definitely think when I was younger, you know, put those in front of me, I'm getting a little bit of a gag. Yeah, I give it to the duck. But you know now, what I'm saying? Now, I, now I love them. <laughs> yeah, or avocado. First time I tried that, I was like, whoa. Avocado. But now. My arch nemesis. Now, yeah. I brought that up just for you, Dr. Josh. That's good. I don't know if we have time for me to tell the story to the people. I think I think you should. It's yeah. a good story. So the, tell uh, your avocado the, story. Okay, I'll hijack the podcast. So the... <laughs> We do our. We used to do our staff meetings when we were all one office. We do our staff meetings out every uh, every other week. We'd, we'd go somewhere, have lunch, and talk. And we we're at a restaurant, which is no longer open. And one of our staff members was like, "You need to try something different instead of eating the same thing all the time. Have this avocado." And the waitress person comes up, and she's she's got the mortar and pestle. She's grinding up, grinding up the fresh something that has avocado in it. Table side guac. Table side guac. Ooh. Thank you, Dr. Fink. And so I'm like, you know, I do need to expand my horizons. And so I just <laughs> hammered that thing with some chips. Cut to later, I'm at the office, and I detect a rumbling in my stomach. Now, this is a Wednesday or Thursday <coughs> afternoon, and we are very busy. So there's offices full of people, and I'm in the console room, and I'm rolling around on the ground. 
<laughs> trying not to throw up in front of all of my patients because it just doesn't look good when your doctor is going into anaphylaxis <laughs> you know and so I'm like oh just rolling around you know I couldn't even stand up and then once I was in the council room so long that no one would go into the council room because they knew something was wrong with me we were scared yeah and so everyone leaves and I, I crawl to the bathroom you know and I purify my body of those toxins Kim and then from then on, avocado, even to say the name, and I want to fight it. Was that, was that the first and time this, you this, tried it? I had never had anything like that. And so there's two you things. You more times. Uh, <laughs> I, I tried it. I tried it zero more. If I'm even in the, if I'm even if I even see an avocado go by, I'm already suspicious of it. I make sure I know where it is in the room. I'm like, where did that avocado? It's back in the corner now, just in case. Oh, man. Uh, all right, very good. But yeah, um, that's, a, that's a big thing. Just yeah. patience, and, and for me, myself, I know that when I was younger, tried things multiple times. Eventually, though, I decided I actually liked them. So. 11 times. That's an awesome number. Yeah. 11. I don't know that I've gone the distance on too many things 11 times. Try this. Try this. Try this. I'm going to start keeping track. Okay, my tip uh, was, uh, was, um, was focusing on the what you're eating rather than specific food so my my point is this if if i say something like uh potato chips right like i have little boys we have potato chips in the house you know but they know that i that i know that those are trash that's the word i use they're like it's not time for a trash snack it's time for a healthy snack you know before we go to bed you're gonna have a healthy snack otherwise it, you can have you know hey it's fine it's middle day you can have a trash snack they know and so that may seem a little firm, but I want that in their heads, this is not good for me. And this is good for me. And they do, they understand that apples, oranges, bananas, those things are healthy snacks. Then the other things are not. I think sometimes children don't understand, they just know that there's a difference in taste. And I'm trying to break them in a real area, like this is trash. It tastes good and it's fine, but it's trash. You know, like you know, fried fish. You know, fried fish are fantastic for your soul, but they're real bad for your heart. You know, fr fried fish, they'll stop you from going on a killing spree. Fried catfish. They'll, fried catfish. Mm -hmm. They'll get you through the holidays. Yeah. It's just it's a wonderful thing. But you can't eat fried fish every day, you know, and that's the difference. That's what I'm trying to teach them. So for parents, my, my, one of my tips would be focus on what it is, what the snack is. Not the type, but w how it represents health to their body. Is this a healthy snack or not? And you don't have to use the word trash, but it's pretty firm. It's a pretty firm word. Okay, that's mine. A tip would be, if they're old enough, <laughs> having them involved in making dinner with you. I think that's a, that's a huge one for me. For my daughter, that was when she started getting involved in making dinners. It's true. Mo way more likely to, to, uh, to actually eat it when yeah. she's involved in that. Yeah, you're, you've got the oldest a child of, of all of us, right? Don't you? Yeah. What is yeah. that, Katie Mays? Almost, almost 15. College or something? 15. Pretty close to 15. Oh, she would like to be, but yeah. Yeah, she's going to be. I can't wait to work for her one day. Yeah, so so Landon and Chandler have now taken upon themselves to um, actually make their lunches for <laughs> summer camp. <laughs> right, so I'm still sleeping, and they're off making their um, all right. you know, salami on wheat. Salami and, on wheat, bro. Uh, salami on white or whatever. And then... Um, Low sugary Capri Sun. Sure. Right? Low and taste, you mean? That. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, there's a fruit or a vegetable that goes in, usually an apple. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then, um, so the boys have taken upon themselves to making lunch for themselves. Mm -hmm. and they're packed, ready to go. Because 
we had them involved in the kitchen area. There's no, there's no. Oh, you can't go into the pantry. But right. if you want a snack, you know, just to just let us know right. what you would like. Right. And uh, so the same thing with making dinner. It's is, huge. Whatever you guys eat, everybody sits down and eats it together. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a little different, I think, for maybe for me and you than it is for Doctor Brad because he's always running around. And Katie May's got games everywhere, so I imagine sitting down. But sitting down wherever you are to eat, you know, which. The next thing I want to talk about ties into what you're talking about is involve them in the prep. Like if they help make it, they're much more likely to eat it. That's just not me saying it, but there's tons of studies that have been done about it. And the um, Journal of Pediatrics has it, and then um, had a study on it. And then the um, it's the ACA Kids, I think, dot org. They also had one, and that's the whole thing. Like healthy food goes bad. And you think about a salad in an hour, you're like, oh god, I don't want that. But you get that's that. actually a good thing. Yeah, you know, you get, you know, some highly preserved ham or something from a pa- plastic package. You throw it on the table. That it still looks like that in a week. You know, and that's the problem with healthy food. Eating healthy is a pain in the butt. It's a huge pain in the butt because that stuff can go bad. But because it can go bad, means that there's actual nutrients in it. So if you're running around and your kid's got 50 games, or you got this or that going on, you have to do a ton of meal prep. And this is what I wanted to talk about. Sunday nights at our house, there is so much, there is so much cutlery loose. Carrots, potatoes, everything for the week is getting cut up Sunday night and Wednesday night. There's people cutting things up and putting them in bags because that's the only way that you can eat healthy is to have, at last count, we are one of those Sam's grade bags of carrot and two celery bunches. Because of celery bunches? Bushels? Bushels? Yeah. I don't know. Stalks. Stalks. One of those celery that gets cut up twice a week. And they just destroy it. And it's the only way you can have healthy snacks around. Unless you want to give them like a ton of apples and oranges, which is perfectly fine. But but vegetables um, really serve their role as a, as a slow burn carbohydrate source, you know. And so none of my family, none of my boys will go, hey, man, let me get... Let me get that bag of carrots, you know. <laughs> but when I say get a healthy snack, they will go and they'll get it and they'll eat it, you know, because it's already cut up because I involve them in the process. They know what they're getting into, you know, and they, they kind of take ownership of it. And that's a really cool thing. It's an empowering thing, you know. You know, when to give a kid a knife, that's not something I'll comment on, you know, because I may be on the wrong side of that, you know. Uh, but maybe doing the stuff they can't do and then kind of slowly, you know, in bringing them along. So that's my tip is to involve them and just to do a ton of, a ton of prep and to understand if you want to eat healthy, it's going to be a pain in your butt. And that's what's cool now with Katie being 14. You make her make stuff. She, she does it. Like yeah. for games, like for softball tournaments, we're going to be gone pretty much the whole day. Right. She does all the prep herself. Perfect. She cuts everything herself, puts it in the container. It's the only way to do puts it. Puts it in the yeah. bag. And uh, so that's, but I think, yeah, going back to when she started helping preparing meals, mm-hmm. I, that was huge. Yeah. Uh, that was a huge shift for her, I think. Uh, and then also the cool thing now, when when kids are younger, you maybe don't necessarily want to take them to the grocery store. Yeah. But now with her, like, we'll go together, especially hang out in the produce section for a long time, mm-hmm. um, picking out fruits, vegetables. Absolutely. Uh, I guess if they are younger, you maybe, when you do take them, maybe go on a trip where you're going to hang around the outside. Yeah, uh, and avoid those. Uh, remember that I did that video. There's yeah. a video out there somewhere of me yeah. in a schnooks um, going through that that how to shop at a supermarket. Right. Have you seen it, Kim? No, I didn't even know that was a thing. It's fantastic. I got permission from the schnooks family. They were like, "Yeah, come on in, Doctor Fink." Kim, why do we try to avoid those middle aisles? 
Because it's all processed. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I know. You secretly watched the video, didn't you? I've been to it. It's a, a fantastic video, and I'm like 20 in the video. No, so I've never seen that. I've, I've heard you guys talk sure a lot of times there. about it, though. Uh, I'm sure someone has the same somewhere. <laughs> Super smart. Uh, supermarket smart? Supermarket smart, Smart. Nice, bro. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's on our YouTube channel. People yeah. would be like, it was, it's the most incredible video you've ever seen. Might be under Think Chiropractic. Uh, yeah, so that's a big deal. It's, it's extra cool when they're old enough to go along and they can actually, you know, pick. I didn't catch that. part of the preparation, but they're also a part of being at the store and picking out good, healthy foods. So one of the things is when you're talking about um, getting picky eaters to, to try things mm -hmm. or try new things, put the things that they don't like first on their plate and only that. So you're creating a, uh, well, is this the only thing I'm getting? Yeah. So I guess I should try it or at least, you know, That's a nibble huge on deal. it a little bit. That's a huge deal. And, you... then, and then give them enough time to, mm -hmm. like, process that. Yeah. Don't give them the hot dogs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You put hot dogs and, and carrots and yeah. uh, green peppers on and those hot dogs aren't going to last two seconds. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you got all these peppers left yeah. over. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we did that. Um, a couple times trying to get them to uh, Landon and Chandler to try to get them to, to eat some different things. Um, they're much more versatile in their palate now than they were even a year ago. Mm -hmm. Both the boys really like uh, hamburgers now and that's mm -hmm. partially because you know we followed some of the steps we're talking about. Um, you're going to eat what mom and dad are going to eat. Man that's um, real. It is such a big deal like we have Man, I've had many, many people, you know, well, I can't get my kid to eat this. Oh, okay, well, well when do you serve it? I'm like, well, we serve it to them. I'm like, oh, okay, are you eating it? And then it's are never. Are you looking at them as they're eating it? Yeah, it's it? never, yes. Like, yeah. they're watching everything you do. And if you are setting out a healthy meal and you're eating it, even if you secretly go hide in the pantry later, you know, <laughs> yeah. you laugh, Kim, but let me tell you something. Hiding in the pantry and snacking People, people's lives have been saved because of it. You know what I'm saying? So you write that down in your list of things. Walk, also walk in pantry. Really, oh. really essential. Yeah. And make sure they can't get their hands out of the door. Yeah. Check the bottom. Put that little guard. Have thing. you guys ever found your kids in the pantry? Just Yeah, Kim this morning. Down. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> I got four little boys. Like, they, they have beds are in the pantry. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> come on. Um, but... Being the example is huge. You just, you can't expect them to do it if you're not going to. And you should be. Like, come on. What are we doing? It's real easy. You just cut up a vegetable, eat the vegetable, sit down. Um, and not just having them try new stuff for dinner or lunch or breakfast. Right. But trying new snacks. You know, cut, cutting up a uh, green pepper with a little bit of... Olive oil. Sit, yeah. yeah. And just sprinkling a little bit on there. Well, you could even get away with putting something bad on there. Yeah. It's yeah. a green pepper. Yeah. So, so you gotta have some you gotta have some toughness to eat a green pepper, right? Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta be just swarthy. Dr. Matt uh, likes his green peppers to have like eye patches. Yeah. Like try this pepper. I'm like, I don't want to try this pepper. <laughs> I don't want to lose to a pepper. You know? Yeah. And one other thing, kind of in that line, is sometimes until they acquire the taste for some of these things, you may have to go a little bit stealth. I've done that before. Oh, okay. Like let's say spinach or kale, you know. Mm -hmm. Even a lot of adults don't like to eat those just mm -hmm. fresh, raw. Uh, so what I've done in the past is making smoothies. Oh, okay. Incorporate some some Greek yogurt. Right. Put in some bananas. Right. Some strawberries. Right. 
but then throw in some spinach. Mm. Blend it up. I have a story about that. That's oh, awesome. Do. Okay, we're going we're gonna to hear about that Kim? here in a second. Kim. Kim. It happened last night, actually. That's pretty well, funny. So I was making dinner for my husband, Mark, and he just says he doesn't like spinach. He's said that forever. And I put a bunch of spinach in a salad, and he didn't know it, and he ate the whole thing. I'm like, well, you like it. You made it. him a salad for dinner? <laughs> that was a side. Oh, yeah, with the you steak. guys have side salads? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, holy <laughs> yeah, we're moly. Fancy. Yeah, but he didn't even notice it was Ooh, there. Who's but. young? Fancy. Did he even know that he ate Side salad? No, not until home. after I told him. You shouldn't have told him. What? You told him? Yeah, and oh, now no. now There's he can't mistake. say he doesn't like spinach. Yeah, but so like now winning the fight. No, Kim, no. He's not a small child, though. He's a grown but man. But he's going to remember he's that he's you tricked him. So which one I is I trick it? him all the time. That's fine. Kim, do you want to be kind <laughs> or do you want to be right? Anyways, he ate it because I snuck it in there. Yeah. And he didn't know. Yeah. Good job, Kim. Mm-hmm. So, and I and now my daughter, would. she loves I'm not saying it's because of that, but she right. eat a spinach salad. It can right. certainly help, help. yeah. Absolutely. During a certain period of time, yeah. there, sometimes you sneak in a few things. Yeah, my, uh, my next one is to make sure that they're actually hungry. Like, if you let them do what they want, you know, they're going to have snacks, and a lot of them. Now, the thing is about calories and sugar is that when you have a bunch of sugar, that higher calorie but low nutrient content snack displaces healthy calories. Like, it's... It, Trashy snacks are bad for on a number of levels, and one of the worst ways is that they suppress appetite for the actual healthy food. So not only are they providing empty calories, calories which don't benefit your body at all, they're suppressing your desire for good food. Soda is probably number one for this. You can drink soda all day and never be hungry, and then you'll be dead. It's just that simple. That's how soda works. That's how that much simple sugar at once hits the bloodstream, causes those bio- biochemical changes. So my tip is make sure your kids are actually going to be hungry. You know, if they're, if they're pounding a bag of Tostitos at three or four, they're not going to want food at six or seven. You know, make sure that that, that middle afternoon snack has got to be healthy or they're not going to want dinner. You know, they want to have a trashy snack later or something, no problem. You know, but man, they've got to make sure that you're, they're not getting loose on you in the afternoon. I think with the simple sugars as well, kind of have to watch out with desserts. Yeah. After meal desserts or, mm-hmm. or, or especially mm-hmm. making that, you know, kind of like. Just food as a reward in general. Yeah, reward. We want to like yeah. get away from that. Yeah, you know? because they'll think, well, because yeah, that's the reward. Is, well, that, reward. That's, the, yeah. that's the best food there is, you know. Right. Sort of thing. Good, so, that's a really good point. Desserts are great, but maybe make healthier desserts as well. Yeah. All right, very good. Um, just real quick, mm-hmm. the, in your body you have check valves, right? So like when you eat something, your body is going to digest that food and then process it, right? And then mm-hmm. it's going to come out. So like if, you're, if your child's not processing the food correctly and is not pooping on a regular basis, kids that's not, a whole podcast. The kid's not going to be hungry. So yeah. it could be that the kid... The child is is picky, but he could also have other stuff going on. Absolutely. So that's just that's just like a little side yeah, note. We we are gonna talk about poop before too long because yeah. it's a big deal. It might be a two episode. It's a topic that doesn't get talked about, and a lot a lot of moms I talk about it a lot. People are like, oh, oh he, yeah. he goes he's only goes once every other week, and I'm like, and then they're pumping them full of like, oh my gosh, absolutely. Oh, my you know, oh it's a whole realize the the fiber and its implications in the diet, like we. It ties into this, so we'll have to cover it soon. Not today, but but obviously soon. Yeah, so. That's cool, man. Uh, I have one more. Jude, my 
my third, my third youngest, my second Your youngest, third child. Third child. <laughs> I always try to do it like in the relationships. Front. Anyway, three he, days till his golden birthday. He, three days till his his double golden seven, seven, the seventh month, the seventh day. Oh, and then he's gonna be Where's seven. Oh, he's going. Yes. Oh my. There's no there's no prize in July the world seven, that's beneath seven, him right seven, at this point. It's a very dangerous place. Our house. He's like, Dad, did you know? I'm like, I know. Because if you let him talk about it, he'll he'll work it up to an even higher level. And I don't know what we're going to get him, but it has to be something so incredible that nobody's ever had. Anyway, he eats vegetable soup, which some young people will consider to be the absolute nexus, the holy grail of untouchable foods. He destroys it. And the reason why he does is because Jamie involved him in the cooking of the soup and she wouldn't let him get away with not trying it. He tried it and tried it. Now, Jude has about 4% body fat. He's in a, he's in a prime growth phase right now. He, I can't. If there's any kid that needs ice cream, it's that kid. <laughs> you can see him digesting the food, you know what I mean? But he, he will destroy vegetable soup, and it's only because of persistence. I didn't know 11 was the number, you know, that they say, but that's probably what Jamie did, but in, uh, it, he just crushes it. Soup and then uh, uh, the baby with potatoes. It's just because they got exposed to it, so. Anyway, that was my that was my whole thing. Kim, do you have anything for the people? I do. I just have one. Oh, gosh. So, I don't have any kids, but... My niece, she's three, and she is super, super picky. So I've learned to, like, make it a game with her. Like, the other day, she was over at my house, and she wouldn't eat her apple for some reason. So I started chasing her around the house and, like, playing hide-and-go-seek. And whenever I caught her, she'd have to take a bite of the apple. And oh my she God. ate the entire apple. That's fantastic. Were you, yeah. like, were you, like, jump, <laughs> were you jump scaring her with the yeah. apple? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and then she'd run off and chew her food, and I'd find her, and she'd eat another bite. So she ate the whole thing. And then another one was uh, just her and her brother would race to see who would eat it the fastest. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, nice. like, just make a game out of it if they're younger. Yeah. And That's great. She's super competitive, apparently. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's celery time. Be yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, celery time. All right, very good. Uh, Dr. Brad, you have anything for the people? I think that was it. I, I, you know, the big thing for me is, like you were talking about, get them involved. Don't make it a stressful mm. situation. And then as a parent, just be patient. And persistent as well, mm-hmm. um, and they'll come around. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always think of how, like, you know, when little kids fall. Like, if you lose your mind, they're gonna think it's a bad thing, and then they'll start crying. You know. But it, it, the opposite of that. Like, I've always had some parents like their kid falls, and they're like, they don't even register. But they've gotten so used to not making a big deal of it that they actually don't care. Right. You know. You're like, hey. He, He's kind of bleeding, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta—that's a strawberry, a minimum, you know what I mean? Like he's gonna need some—he's gonna need some wound care. Still running around, you know? And they're like, "All right, yeah, yeah." I'm like, "No, you—you you fooled him. Like you got him. <laughs> now I'm worried about your skills as a parent, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you're not supposed to fool me, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You gotta fool the kids. So. We're on the same team. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, okay, Doctor Fink, do you have anything for the people? Uh, other than if they want to try it. Like, just let them try it. Try it, uh, man. The first thing Landon ate as a, as a whole solid food was a, a tequila lime wing. Sure. Yeah, it was a, just a wing, sure. and he ate it, and he's been he's been chicken crazy ever since. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he loves wings and chicken legs, and um, Chandler had uh, calamari. Those chicken lime wings are awesome. Yeah. All right, very good. Um, hopefully, parents, you go through, listen to these. Um, you probably have to take notes, maybe make an outline of this podcast, because <laughs> we're all over the place, but... Um, 
you know, this is all stuff we use and we talk to our patients about. So try it, like go through with it and, and, uh, and lead by example. And then um, if you have any other tips or anything that we missed or something that can help out, we'll, we'll talk about it on the show. Um, email Kim, K-I-M at mfwellness.org. So if you have any outrages or anything you want to yell at us about, please send it in. And we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Thank you. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do. 